You're listening to The Long Game Podcast. I'm your host, Sandra Scaiano. Have you ever had to use your own process, your own teachings on yourself? You know, now most of us have applied our own skills to our businesses, like I've designed my own website and built out my course items, but I may not have fully followed and gone through my own process while doing it. Having to deeply connect and put herself through her own teachings of branding is what today's guest, Malika Malhotra, had to do. Malika is a branding expert, brand photographer, and creator of the Brand Attraction Society membership. And when her family relocated to Maine just before the pandemic, Malika found herself needing to establish herself and her business completely from scratch. You know, she turned inward and she relied on what she teaches other business owners to build a new community in a new area. You know, I love the story that Malika shares today because think about it. You know, what would you do to restart? And yes, so many of us have digital components to our businesses. But as we always talk about here, you know, we need those in real life supportive relationships. That community is so important to us on the journey. You you just need that. Malika dives deep today on branding and brand photography and her membership site, as well as this story about applying her own process to herself. So you really get a sense of her brand philosophy by how she approaches and talks about her work. Today, the long game is Brand Attraction with Malika Malhotra. You're listening to The Long Game Podcast with Sandra Scaiano. In a world where everyone is doing, it's easy to get lost in a sea of comparison, secret tricks, and promises of overnight success. The Long Game is my approach to business, the actual day-in and day-out philosophy that you have to show up, you have to do the work, and there's no quick fixes for long-term success. I'm a web designer, digital strategist, and energetic thinker, and I'm here to share the process and lessons I experience with my clients daily who are going through the same struggles of building a business as you are. We'll hear from successful entrepreneurs sharing their long game strategies. And I'm fun, so we're going to have a little fun along the way too. Thanks for being here. Let's get to today's episode. I am so excited today. We are joined by photographer, mom, wife, entrepreneur, and membership creator, my good personal friend, Malika Malhotra. And, you know, I always talk about community and my female entrepreneur community, and Malika is a part of that. So here is, you know, another example of the wealth of people you can meet from going out and networking and getting out and just going to different events. So Malika, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to see you. It's been so long, but I love that we're connecting here and so excited to be part of this. You know, I was writing my notes for this episode and I was getting excited about like having a conversation about branding and being able to like bring that out further because I really think that's a a lot of once you're solid on your branding, it's like the GPS. It helps you in so many ways and it touches on so many things. So uh, I'm really excited to dive into that piece. So why don't you tell the audience a little bit about who you are, what you do? Sure. So I am a brand photographer and a brand strategist. My business is called Miki Photo & Co. 
And I specialize in helping women entrepreneurs, just like you and me, stand out in our crowded markets and position ourselves as brand leaders. And I do that through mentorship, photography, visual storytelling, and strategy. I kind of merge all the three things together to help women really stand out and become the face of their brand, master their message, and grow their brand empires. That's, it's so important, you know, like, uh, you hear people say like, oh, you don't need a website, you don't need photographs, you can go and do it. And like, yes, you can, you can really do anything you want, any way you want. But, you know, I think that the photo piece and the website piece, like they go hand in hand, but that really is such an important piece that I, I implore on all my clients to start there. You know, having good photos. I mean, I, I think you remember this, that I'm also a um, bachelor of fine art photography person. So like for me, I'm like, I can't work with your crap stuff, people. Like, <laughs> I'm like, we have to get good stuff here. But you know, it helps in so many ways. And again, with that storytelling piece, you know, and, and and when it's time for people to really make that commitment and step up and outward and and lead with themselves as the brand, you know, quality photos legitimize you and they really help convey your message. 100%. I think once you're ready to step out of that newbie phase or to stop thinking of yourself as a hobbyist and really elevate the status of your brand to a legitimate professional expert, that's where brand photos comes into play because you are coming out in a way that's aspirational, in a way that's authentic, in a way that is showing you as a thought leader, as an authority by having professional photos. Immediately, you're conveying to your audience that you're an expert because you're not showing up with a selfie or with mm-hmm. that od- oddly cropped photo oh, from a I wedding. I was going to say, the cropped <laughs> from the graduation family photo. Yes. I mean, and it honestly, people are making and imp- have a first impression and are summarizing who you are by that image. And once you take the leap, invest in yourself, you know, tell the story, the many layers of your brand, you know, not only are you creating depth and soul for your business from the visual storytelling, but you're elevating the status of the work that you do. Because if you're investing in yourself, then other people will trust to invest in you. So it makes a huge, huge difference. And I think now that everyone's business is going online, I mean, we just came out of a pandemic and you're not meeting in person anymore, more reason to invest in your brand photography because it will help people connect with you. It'll help establish you as the leader much faster. And I also think it does something for the woman herself. Like when you step out and you're like, I look good. I have good photos. Like, you know, and, and maybe it's not your everyday. You might be a t-shirt person and then you have your hair done or whatever. But like, there is a confidence that comes with stepping out correctly, proper with your best foot forward, that it's really important to have that piece. I, you know, not just for the, you know, the expertise piece, but how you feel about going out with your own work. Yeah, there is a transformation that happens with every client after the brand photo shoot because there's a process, right? So we're revisiting their purpose and their mission for this business. And then we're bringing it to life through storytelling. So they're actually living it and showing it and sharing it and stepping into the spotlight. So the photo session almost becomes this confidence catalyst where Mm -hmm. they are now ready to be seen as the face and the heart of their brand. And then what happens is it sort of unleashes all of this other wonderful stuff 
for us as women, where it's confidence, it's feeling Mm -hmm. like leaders, leadership, it's, you know, being of service, finally telling, you know, ourselves that we can show up and be of service and generous and helping people with the work that we're doing. And we forget then for hopefully more than a moment, the wrinkles and all of the things that we become so obsessive about because we're thinking beyond the photo. We're thinking about the movement that we're trying to create through the photo. And that's really an empowering and, uh, you know, stance with the work that you do because you are helping people see beyond what their impression of themselves is. You know, like yeah, that I think is really the transformational piece because we know when we look and we communicate with other women that like it's in there, you know, we see it. We're like, you got it, girl. And you help bring that out and help the woman see it in herself and bring that forward. So, you know, I think you're in a really special, special place for women's empowerment as well. Yes. And, you know, there's one type of photo that I love to take for my clients and it's what I call future forecast. We actually talk about where do you see yourself in three years, five years, 10 years, and let's try to capture that. Let's try to tell that story now so that we can get that faster, get there faster, get things moving. And that's a photo that a lot of my clients, they just all of a sudden when they see it and then things happen, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I didn't know it at the time. And then I shared it with the universe and things started to click and now I'm there and I never thought I would be there. And that's such a powerful moment. I think, you know, when someone can help you see beyond who you think you are today and tell that story in a visual that you start sharing publicly and announcing, right? I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to be this and I'm going to just declare it right now. And I love, you know, you also help to, I'm very familiar with your work, of course. So, you know, I'm, I love that you really also help women name what that is, you know, like there's a lot of like, I'm joy or I'm this, like, I I think that's important in that storytelling piece as well to like help people identify or visually identify and show what they are. Yeah. I think, you know, a lot of it is how you make your customers feel. And we want to be able to share that in images. It's not just the process Sure, we want to showcase our personality, but we also want to tell the story about what it's going to feel like to work together because our businesses are very much a relationship. It's not transactional. So if we can demonstrate a feeling of joy or a feeling of peace or a feeling of confidence through the images, then it just allows our audience to like get all of the information that they need about us to see if they want to choose to work with us or not. And um, what are some things, if you could give us a couple of quick tips that you'll say, you know, to help women get ready for their shoot? Like, what are what are a few things? So, I mean, the biggest thing beyond, obviously, like, you know, the beauty and the styling and all of that, the biggest thing really is clarity on your message. I cannot say this more. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm always preaching this, that, you know, these photos that we're taking for our businesses aren't vanity photos. These are photos that are intentional and strategic and are meant to grow your business. So if you're not clear on, you know, what you stand for, what you, who you serve, who you're meant to, you know, work with, if you're not clear on your mission and the vision of your business, then the photos are going to lack the depth and the sustainability power that will, you'll be able to use them over time. So you need to understand those things. How are you different? 
Who's your ideal customer? What's your marketing plan? What are the things that you're going to be launching in the next year? Is it a membership? Is it a course? And it's important for the brand photographer to know that so that they can then give you the visuals and the assets that can help you that year and beyond. Mm-hmm. The other thing I would say, oh, thing God. That, like, does I'm just going to imagine that being more secure with all of those items, knowing your brand message, knowing your audience, like that makes your clients, your subjects feel like they can do a better job on the day of the shoot as well. They're more comfortable in in terms of that, right? Yes. Because the clarity builds confidence, right? So when they're clear on who they are, you know, what they're, the work that they're doing, the transformation that they're making, the people that they are serving, how they are different from the rest, then they're like ready to step into the spotlight. Right. And they feel a lot more secure and they're just, they're ready to share that message. And it's a beautiful thing to watch. It's when we're unclear and we're a little scattered or we're feeling like a cookie cutter or a copycat Mm -hmm. that the insecurities do come to the surface. And then that kind of, you know, there's a domino effect with a lot of other things that happen in terms of how they look or how they dress. And that's harder to then get them to focus and remind them that we're here for photos for the business and to share a story and a message to grow the business. And it's, it's less about who we are and what we look like. And it's more about what we're trying to do and create in this world. Right. And I like that centering it back to that because it is an exciting piece and it is a big step for a lot of business owners. So it's like so much is going on for them that it's a nice centering back. Next tip, what do people need to have ready? So once you are clear on your message, you know, you definitely want to find a partner. You know, not all photographers are the same. So if you're going to hire someone to do brand photography, you want someone who understands business, who understands branding Mm -hmm. and marketing so that they can deliver what you need that creates, you know, revenue and profit for your business. Again, it's not vanity photos and it's not a show up and shoot photo shoot either where you're just on the fly. You know, you're thinking about what are the stories that we want to tell? How am I going to position my business as a leader differently? What's going to build a bridge of connection with my ideal client? So you want to make sure you have the right partner. The next thing is you want to, and this is more of a logistical thing, once you have the photo shoot booked and you know what you're doing, you want to make sure that you get hair and makeup. You want to make sure you're wearing your clothing before, testing everything out. You want to set yourself up for success and Mm -hmm. invest in the beauty team so that you can sort of have that confidence within and that will shine through. You know, this is really, you know, self-care, right? So Mm -hmm. take care of yourself and then it will show in your photos. And so it's really brand clarity, finding the right partner and getting that team of experts that will help you look your best and feel your best for the photo shoot. And it is so worthwhile for this investment because these photos last. You know, like this isn't something like, oh, I've got to do this every year. I mean, you know, we're, we're so into this social media shooting culture, but this is different. This, these are not social media photos. This is your overall brand. I mean, you can get longevity. I use my photos for a long time until I'm ready. Like they are not a fit anymore, or I've, I've grown out of my business image in that way and I'm ready for something new. And so it's a worthwhile investment to get that team, to hire the photographer, all of that. Yes, I absolutely agree. I mean, it is a controversial topic, I would say, with brand photographers. Some people think you should have photos every year. But I honestly think 
You do not. You invest once, you do the strategy part right, and mm-hmm. all of those things should be able to last for you for two to three years. My clients have had their galleries for all, three to four years, and they're, it's a big enough gallery, it's robust enough that it has multiple stories, it has diversity, there's you know varied vignettes in there so that they can tell many stories. And the whole point of branding is to commit to something and use it over and over again so that you're memorable. So Completely. that's the whole <laughs> point of using these photos, right? It wouldn't make sense to take new photos all the time unless you really needed to. I just don't see the value in that. I think if you have a big enough gallery, you need to reuse those over and over so that people recognize you immediately. Totally. I used to um, joke with my husband because, you know, I've got this blonde streak down the front and he would always be like, dye your hair red. I was like, I cannot dye my hair red. All my photos, I have the big blonde streak. Like, I was like, I'm not going red. You know, we used to crack up about it. And my excuse was the photos. Yes. (laughs) And it's true. If you have a, you know, a drastic change in weight or hair color, or you look different, then it might be time to get new photos. Maybe you're launching something new and you need certain types of photos that will help Mm -hmm. and accelerate the launch, then yes, that might be something you want to consider. But that's why the planning is so important where you're thinking ahead of time, you know, what are some things I want to launch? Is it a course? Is it a membership? Then make sure you take those photos that can go along with that story. So even if you don't have it right now, you have it in your arsenal for when you're ready. And I love that point you bring up because Branding really is about longevity. Like branding isn't something that's flippant and we change often. You know, if you do it right, the idea is to just ride it out and and stay with it for a long time so that you can work on other pieces of your business. So this fits right into that, that scenario. I know that you in the past year have moved. You have moved from New Jersey to Maine. You picked up your whole entire life and relocated. And I want to talk about that from a business perspective and a branding perspective, because, you know, I know you were so ingrained in your community and with your family and you had a network and a female entrepreneur network, you know, and that was really major, uh, you know, to however the decision came about to leave, but to start afresh, you know, and I, I want to hear your experience with that and, you know, how you, um, you know, applied your learnings with branding and all of that to kind of start fresh again. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie, full 100% transparency. It is hard. It, it's, yeah. it's heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking for me to have to leave New Jersey because I was there for nine years and really worked hard to build my brand. And to Mm -hmm. build it to a point where I was the go-to brand photographer. I had a network that I leaned on that were like my business besties. And we were doing book clubs and networking events and workshops. And that's hard to leave. But Mm -hmm. of course, you know, life happens. My husband got a job at Maine Medical up here and we just had to go. And I'm sort of used to it. His job, we've moved quite a bit for his work. But we were in New Jersey for nine years. That's a long time. My kids grew up there. My family's in New York. So, you know, moving, it was hard. It was heartbreaking. And during a pandemic was even harder because I didn't have any closure. I couldn't say goodbye to anyone at the time. And I had to cancel a lot of shoots that were booked for brand photography. So financially, there was a loss. And then also, like, I wanted that last hurrah, right, of closing out and I didn't have it. And I think, you know, honestly, when I came to Maine, it was hard because I felt a huge like grief and loss. Mm -hmm. 
because I wasn't able to have that closure. And then I had to just sort of pivot like everybody else during a pandemic and figure out how would I rebuild my business in a new place where nobody knows me, no one knows my brand. Um, And so kind of applying all of the tools and the skills that I teach my clients and my members of like how to build a brand. And the way I started was I looked for organizations where there were like-minded women. Because if I couldn't find business, I wanted to find community. Yeah. And so there was an or, there's an organization here called CEI Women's Business Center, and they were hosting like a cohort mastermind for free during the pandemic because they wanted to connect women together to help them ride through this you know crazy time. I applied, I got in. And so it was 10 weeks that we'd meet every week, just like a mastermind. Okay. And I was finally able to meet other women and make you know, just feel like I was a part of something far part of this new place. And it, you know, it was, it's a slow build. I'm still building my brand. I've been here only a year, but it's a long game. (laughs) It's a long game for sure. But from that group, I was able to meet other women. And then I was able to then pitch that same organization to be a speaker. So I started teaching and yes, everything was for free in the beginning, but it was okay or small amount of money, but it was okay because I had to like really Establish myself in the main market. The culture is very different than New Jersey. So, you know, they don't trust me, right? You have to get a, you really have to get a pulse of like the environment that you're in. Yes. So here I am with brand photography, with styling and makeup and hair and the main culture and main market's like, I don't want that. I'm wearing um, duck boots. (laughs) L.L. Bean, right? It's totally different. Yeah. So I had to learn that. I had to, you know, figure out how can I build the trust in them? And that was really through teaching and speaking. So I spent a lot of time investing in that. And so now I do that more often with this organization, but I've been able, and then I built a studio, which is right behind me, which is new. So exciting. And started to, you know, had to lower my prices and just really try to get people in the door to build my portfolio. Because when you're in a new place, no one's going to trust you if you're still using the same images from people in New Jersey because they don't care about people from New Jersey here. They want to see people in Maine. Right, right, right. That is so intriguing because that's a piece I really didn't think about in that whole move is really that pulse of the community being different or that style of the community being different. And the same brand building applies. I mean, it's you still need to be the face of your brand and you need to come forward in terms of also what you're speaking about to women, but it's just tweaked a little bit in terms of the style and the approach. Right. Well, you have to listen to your audience, right? Right. You have to listen to your audience and you have to understand what is the problem that they need to have solved and how do I need to modify my programs, my offerings to meet them where they want to be met. And so I have sort of removed hair and makeup from my packages to let them kind of do it if they want to do it, which is fine. For now, but I'm hoping in like year two, I'll be able to go back to that because I do think better pictures are when you have hair and makeup. And a lot of my clients are starting to do that now. But in the beginning, it doesn't hair and makeup doesn't mean false eyelashes, you know, or right. right? It can just be subtle. Yes. So now we're starting to do that. And it's, you know, it's just, it's a different type of makeup. It's a different type of look. Mm -hmm. That wardrobe is different and it's okay. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's about visibility. It's about positioning yourself as a leader. And if I can help women do that and however they feel comfortable with, I'm still on track with what 
the work I want to do. That's awesome. You mentioned building out a studio. So are you doing more in studio work as well? Uh, You know, I know for the audience, you know, Malika does a lot of location shooting type of lifestyle in that branding piece. So are you doing more studio work or is that a direction for you? So I've shifted just because during the pandemic, people didn't feel comfortable or safe going out and you'd be wearing a mask, right? So it wasn't really an opportunity to keep the on-location type of shooting. And so I was just inviting people into my studio. And it's not like the sterile studio. Like, as you can see, I have like vignettes. I have a kitchenette. I have a lifestyle couch. But it allows me to invite them to a safe place. It allows me, it's all natural light. I get, and it allows me, it's more flexibility really on my time. And so I'm sort of shifting. Yeah, I don't have to be running all over. I mean, I I still do a couple of clients want to go to the lighthouse or we go here and there, but I really try to bring them here because also that's a point of difference, right? So what can I bring different than the other photographers in the market? I have a space, a creative, modern, new space that they don't have to think. They arrive, I have a prop closet, you know, I have everything that they need. I have the desk, the conference table, the couch, like, so I'm using that brand story to tell people how I can do it differently and like, you know, solving the problems of where to shoot. What do I need? No problem. I got you covered. So right, that's super cool. And really smart of you to use the space that you have to create something for yourself in that downtime. I mean, that's a major pivot and you had all of this happening at the same time. And so it's, I just think it's really smart to identify that for yourself and then build it out and have it ready. So as things are opening up more, you you had the forethought for that. Really, yeah. Really I mean, the vision strategy. maybe is retreats, workshops one day. Mm-hmm. You know, once everyone's vaccinated and they can come in. You know, um, that's what I'm thinking for the space is one day having maybe 2022 doing a retreat here. So we'll see. Super cool. That would be a really beautiful a beautiful place, a beautiful time. There's a lot of things you can do in the area that you're in that without having to go out for everything, you know? Yes. In terms definitely. of that. So another, I know another piece that you've been building for a, a little bit has been your membership, the Brand Attraction Society. You know, I know that it is a membership that's really focused on nailing your brand and creating your business story. And we talk a lot about that here, how story is so important to that. And and that really helps give you the visibility. So can you like tell us a little bit about like how this came about, what you guys do in there? Yeah. So luckily I launched this in January, 2020. So months before the pandemic, because obviously my brand, (laughs) yes, because my brand photography arm completely closed. So I was able to really kind of lean in and own the membership as my core offering. Wow. Dedicate Um, yourself to it. Yes. And so I've been doing it for a year and a half and it's been great. It is a membership dedicated to branding. As you know, branding is an ongoing beast, right? We are always trying to nail our audience, nail our message. You know, it's, it's really branding and marketing. And I've been able to cultivate it to a community of 30 amazing women from fields of like interior design to law to health coaching, photographers. There's like a nice diversity all over the country. I even have someone in Kenya. I have someone in Canada. I mean, it's it's amazing. And so 
I just had found that there was a need for women to have this ongoing mentorship, to have a place that was safe for them to ask questions, to have, you know, two calls a month where they can come in and get real answers in real time. I think women were getting tired of Googling everything and without in-person networking, it was like harder to try to get the support, the peer support, the accountability that they needed. And I love leading communities. And so being led by someone who's an expert as well, like that's a relief to know that you're, you know, the biggest problem with going to YouTube and Googling is like, who do you believe? Right. You know, you find that you, yeah, you can find a million videos. Who do you believe? Who do you listen to? And I've intentionally designed the membership so that it's not like a hundred people, you know, Mm -hmm. it's at a certain price point where I'm slowly growing. And I've done that intentionally because I want to be hands-on in people's businesses. I want to know their name. I want to know, you know, what they're doing. I want to be able to tag them in the group if they haven't posted and be like, what's going on? What Mm -hmm. are you doing this week? And I want to create that intimate community. And I know like, of course, every coach will be like, you can scale and do all that. But I just know myself. I know what I believe in. I know what my values are and what I want out of this group. And so for me, it was, it's, it's just a slow growth. So, you know, I had founding members. I had about 10 and then I would add, you know, four more, five more. And then of course, retention is a big issue. Some people with the pandemic, it was hard. So I had some people leave and, but I want it to be a place where I know my members are making an investment. So it's going to be small, it's going to be intimate, and it's going to be like a place where they can connect with each other. I will support them in my newsletter, in in like my other free, bigger Facebook groups. They get the support that they need and the mentorship that they need to just keep moving to the next best step. Yeah, I, I love that approach because it really does give you time to go deeper with people and build that relationship and help them grow. Like there's a lot of value in that because you can buy a course that says, oh, do this, do that. But like to have someone who knows your business, I mean, that is a mentorship. That is a coaching Mm -hmm. relationship that you can really help them move forward. I know that when people come in, you have these brand building, you know, foundation lessons. You've got the 10 of them. Like give us a couple that you know, what are some of the things you cover in there that, um, you know, content that people have access to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the first is obviously identifying your mission, your why, right? Because this is the pulse of your business. And so, you know, it's beyond just the products and offerings and the features and the functions. We want to talk about what you believe in and why you're doing this work. And so if success is like individual to everybody, it means... yes. That I, I've really been focusing on that. We all have our own definition of success and it's not always monetary. Right. So that's a big part. We talk a lot about that. We talk a lot about, you know, the vision of our business. Where do we see ourselves in three years and five years? Because if you're not planning for that, what are you doing every day? Right? You need to set those goals. Mm-hmm. A big thing for me is the niching down and finding your point of difference. We just spent a couple of months on that. What is your niche? How do you find it? Why why does it matter? Mm -hmm. You want to become a specialist, right? You want to move away from being a generalist and position yourself as an expert and a specialist. And this means maybe not serving everyone, right? And kind of narrowing down your market. You know, so you just told me you're a specialist in Kajabi. I think that's brilliant because if someone comes to me and says, I'm launching a course in Kajabi, who's the first person I'm going to think about? you because it's specific and it's specialized. And it also helps you 
Like I go deep in it. Now. Yes. I'm able to go deep instead of saying like, oh, a little bit over here and a little bit over there. Like I think also as the business owner, it's such niching down is such a good, a good way to focus your energy. Yes, because then your marketing is simplified and you don't have to be talking about a thousand things and all the products and services that you're offering and everyone's confused and so they're paralyzed and they don't want to buy from you. So mm-hmm. we definitely talk a lot about finding your sweet spot and identifying your ideal client and making sure it's not everyone, but a specific group. I mean, and then we talk about tactical things like your Instagram feed. What does it look like? What's people's first impressions? Is your bio working hard enough for you? Sales pages. What's the anatomy of a strong sales page? Is it converting? Um, We talk about your homepage. What's your, I mean, you know this, what's the hook in the headline? Is there enough information there that people can make a good decision to choose you? So we cover a lot of things from, you know, brand strategy to more tactical things, because I think you need both. You need to know the strategy, but then you need to be able to implement it in real life business ways. You've just tapped into it so well right there. Everyone needs that. Everyone needs needs to join. I mean, even though everyone can't because it's intimate, but (laughs) seriously though. Um, And I love like what you're doing with, in terms of, pricing and commitment. Like I was literally on a call today with a client. We were talking and I said, listen, it is just as much work to bring in $25 a month for a membership as it is to land a $5,000 client. And I know that sounds, how could that be? But you know, when you are working, you're still selling it, you know, you're still selling it and you have got to keep people engaged each time. So, you know, I, I know that you believe like you have people do a three month commitment when they come in? Yes. It's a minimum of three months because I don't think you can see results unless you are in the group for that long. And you're not going to understand the rhythm of the group unless you're in the group for that long. So I can't enforce it, but I highly suggest it that if you're going to join, you might as well join for three months in order to see some kind of change in your business. And, you know, when you're in, you're in a community too. So the other people want to get to know you. And sometimes it takes three months for everyone to get to know each other. Right. Oh, completely. And I think your approach also is, this is an investment in yourself. We've talked about self-care in other ways. So don't sell yourself short by just hopping in and hopping out. I mean, I think that's one of the the biggest mistakes that I see entrepreneurs make in all, in, in everything. Like, I try a program and I hop in and I can't understand it. So I leave. I, you know, it's the same thing with memberships. I hop in. I don't give it the time. Yep. They're not investing in themselves, in themselves that way. So for me, it's, I, I, I like the commitment piece. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you're pricing your membership, you need to be careful, right? There's a volume strategy, obviously, and you price it low. But sometimes if you price it too low, people are like, oh, I'll just check it out for a month and then I'm going to bounce, yeah. right? Because the, the investment isn't there. And I've tried to do the opposite of where my membership is $197 a month, but you're going to get tons of value. And if you pay that, I know you're going to be more invested. Time, energy, support, you're going to get it. So I'd rather have people that were more action-oriented and results-driven and community-minded paying that price point because I know they'll stay longer and they'll get more out of it. And that really ties into the whole conversation of retention. When we talk about memberships, like, you know, I'm working with people every day. They're, that's, that's something that's really kind of 
a movement now, courses and memberships. And mm-hmm. people don't understand the concept of retention. Like you've really got to build that in. So I love that you mentioned that piece in terms of the pricing and the investment piece, because that that is something that works towards retention. But what is like something that's really working for you right now in terms of keeping your your membership active and people engaged? Yeah. So, I mean, retention, there's a science behind it. I mean, and I'm always trying new things to try to retain my members. And I also Mm -hmm. try not to take it so personally if people leave, right? I just sort of reframe it and saying that the door is open for the right people to come. But so a couple of things that have helped me in terms of retaining my members. One is, obviously, I told you my strategy is to keep it small so that I can be very hands-on, which means I know my, my members' businesses very well. So I can counsel them, advise them, and they're not just a number. They're, they, right. I know them. The second is creating an experience for them, right? So they come in, they get a gift in the mail. You know, they, I, I treat them special because mm-hmm. I know they're investing in me. They've chosen me. So I want to make sure that they feel good about the experience. And so, yes, there's a gift in the mail, but also, you know, I am supporting them in my newsletter. Every week in my newsletter, I have an entrepreneurial spotlight. Guess who gets in there? My members, not just anyone, but my members get featured so that I can share my network with them, new eyeballs on their brands, right? I'm always promoting them on my, you know, people ask me all the time, I'm looking for a copywriter, I'm looking for this. They, I have a whole list of my Miki photo favorites and many of those people are members of my brand attraction society. So it is this ongoing relationship building force that I'm trying to help with them. Podcasts, when I get invited to a podcast, like now I'll say, who do you want? Do you need anyone else? You know, are you looking for anyone else? And if, and if you tell me that I have my whole members, I think you should make an introduction between this person and this person. So, I mean, it is a lot of work in terms of the connecting, but I love it. And it does the relationship building, I think is where the money is versus Mm -hmm. just, you know, sending a client your way. It's, it's bigger than that. Right. So that's really, I think that helps. If you ask any of my members, they would say that, you know, I'm always connecting them with people. And you've always been community focused. I mean, that is something when, when you meet, when I met you, that was just so apparent that you're about community and community building. And, you know, you had those were really good takeaways were connection, experience, and support of your network. Like, boom, that is uh, you know, that's a great sauce, secret sauce. So you're, you know, your special sauce for the membership. So, you know, I think for anyone listening who is considering a membership, like really think about your ideals and what works for you. I mean, that's another piece about the whole membership puzzle that, you know, they're individualized. They mm-hmm. are about the creator and their mission and what their vision is as well. So, you know, no two have to be alike. Right. And you have to be specific really about like what you're creating the membership for, mm-hmm. you know, and is it something that's sustainable over time? Because a membership is month after month after month. So what are you going to be teaching like your people? And is it something that you can do over time? And obviously branding is perfect for a membership because often, you know, it's organic, it's always growing and twisting and turning. And, you know, you might have to pivot or you might need to validate things and experiment with things. Mm -hmm. And so having a membership, having that support while you're going through it is critical. 
I see it in a lot of the women I'm working with, their confidence levels have exploded because they have the support. They're more ready to launch new things. They're ready to raise their prices. They're ready to pitch themselves. So it's it's a wonderful thing to watch. And I've, I've really enjoyed the membership. And now that's sort of my flagship right now, more than the brand photography. The brand photography is like a premium product, but really the membership is what I'm like trying to put all of my focus on. Good for you. And we're going to have links to the Brand Attraction Society and your uh, website and also your Instagram just to check out, you know, all of our audience will be able to go check out what you do and follow you as well. So I I just want to thank you so much for coming on here. I so enjoyed speaking with you today and reconnecting, catching up and just seeing you. So thank you so much, Meg. Thank you so much. It was so much fun to see you and chat about branding. And I think this is wonderful what you're doing with your podcast. It's awesome. Awesome. All right. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining me today. You can access more info in the show notes at thelonggamepodcast.net. If today's show connected with you in some way, please share it with your friends or hop on iTunes and leave me a review. Until next time, keep playing the long game.